Welcome into Jets Nation Radio. I'm Angus Hout. Uh, Sam? We got Sam here. Uh, before we get to Sam, though, we got to do a couple of things. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're tuning in, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, or, or Apple Podcasts. Is that is that the thing, Sam? Yeah. yeah that's the thing. Um, and YouTube, make sure I uh, just, yeah, likes and subscribes go a long way. Comments as well. Uh, as well, be sure to check out Betway to check out the latest Jets game day odds and bet on the NHL. Uh, and check out jetsnation.ca. We're actually on pace to have the third best month ever in jetsnation.ca so woo, woo, the hard work Wait, is gonna pay days. off are we only five days into the month we are but uh that's I, a good I, pace i like it it is a good pace i'm really happy with what we're doing here so two two articles a day man if uh we can crush that and then maybe in three months crush our best month ever oh the Dude, dreams will come in that ladder yeah man chase your dreams if you're a kid listening to this a mm, Ask your parents, what are they doing and are they good parents? And uh, B, uh, yeah, chase those dreams. Even <laughs> Where's if you're your supervisor? Where's your supervisor? <laughs> uh, Sam, what are your thoughts on the trade deadline? Because, oh boy. I mean, anything but underwhelming would be a disservice for me to say right there. That was... Uh... I mean, it, it could have been better. I guess it could have been worse. Um, I don't know how. <laughs> I guess not getting El Nino uh, would have been worse. And I, I, yeah, I it was it was rough. I was expecting a lot more, uh, one way or the other. I think sitting Pat was not the best move for the Jets, but there is a little bit of recency bias that comes with that because the team was playing really poorly. And I mean, every team other than the Boston Bruins goes through their rough patches. Um, hopefully last night's game against Edmonton will help uh, break the Jets out of that rough patch. But I, I would have liked to see another move or two. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I'm not trying to be shady here. I just, uh, the sun's in my eyes and I'm just I can tell it's... <laughs> it's it's hitting me through the computer yeah, here. Surprise. Uh, I love this recording space, but I hate it at the same time because the sun's just hitting it perfect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, underwhelming is the word I would use. And really, he was only one piece away from being a success. Really? I think it was it was one like middle six forward, probably a center. Yeah. From being <laughs> A fantastic trade deadline. I know a lot of people wanted a defenseman, but ultimately our D aren't in the worst spot, but our depth scoring is an issue. Apparently not anymore after last night, but it would have been nice to see see another uh, center come in. You want to talk about having uh, things in the cupboard that you didn't know about? (laughs) Kyle Capobianco last night. That was a fun game. Like how do you that's what I wanted to see from Nate Schmidt from the beginning. We haven't seen that once from Nate Schmidt. And there's Kyle Capabianco lighting it up, taking shots, just getting out there and skating his ass off. I want to see more of him. Who who plays Monday? Kyle. Kyle Capabianco. I think so. And uh, Dylan Sandberg. That was a good pairing. I, I wholeheartedly agree. However, it's the Winnipeg Jets. And I mean, like Logan Stanley should never see the ice for the team again. No, it's too bad. They didn't trade him. 
Kappa Bianco looks solid. I think all year he has not been a liability defensively, and he does bring, like, he has a hell of a shot. Yeah. Um. So I would like to see, I love Nate Schmidt. I'd like to see the, that same decor on Monday. Yeah, I would too. Uh, if they can keep proving things to you, and it's like, that's the one thing I dislike about a lot of NHL coaches is actually besides John Cooper last night, you're not going to sit your multi-million dollar, dollar players for somebody that's obviously playing better. Like this is frustrating that you can see such a good game and odds are we're not going to see Capo Bianco Monday night because I hope bonus night. is, is smart enough to put him in. Um, I like, I get it. You don't want, six million dollar players sitting up in the press box but if it makes your team better do it yeah i get it it sucks but do it yeah i mean really why would you hurt the team it it sucks for the the billionaires up top and even your gm was like oh it's really sucks i could have more here but whatever man like i mean the jets left cap space on the table so let's not talk about oh i could have done more if i didn't have that contract like yeah yeah sure but, but it, I, I mean, you're you're paying the guy anyways. I get you want him to do the job, but the, the whole thing, this this entire the reason you're doing this is to win hockey games. I look at it and this you, way. You from should a- screw the the money side of it. How much each guy's getting paid? You should put in the best lineup that gives you the best chance to win every game. Yeah. I mean, like I look at it as like a blue collar guy where it's just sometimes your third pairing defenseman doesn't need to be making $5 million. Go throw out the guy that's like excited to be there, maybe working a little bit harder than the expensive guy, but damn it. He, hi buddy. Uh, Oh, uh, but you know, it happens, (laughs) but you know, get the grinder out there because he's going to work and he wants to be there and wants to continue to be there rather than the expensive guy who's, you know, you know, he's there. He's there for the paycheck at this point. And I mean, uh, he's Schmidt's smiling no matter where he is. He's yeah. I, of course he wants to play hockey, but you're. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I think you put in. I would always like to see those young guys get a bit more of a chance. Um, is Kappa Bianco like, young still? I think he's like. Isn't he like twenty six or twenty seven? That's young ish. Ish. Um, also going back to Logan Stanley, how does he not get traded at the deadline after like the day before being like, yeah, I want out of Winnipeg. I request a trade. Like what is poor timing from Logan Stanley? Yeah. What a dick. I just like, you have no leverage. You've been terrible. Every time you've touched the lineup, the team traded up for you in the first round. You're an RFA this year off. Like I wish they'd sent him to Arizona. I re- <laughs> go rot, go rot in a two thousand seat rink, you asshole. Yeah, I was <laughs> just like such bad timing. It was like you can kick rocks. Like I was trying to hold in there for Logan Stanley because he had a good like. There were a couple. Of I wanted to see was- him succeed, but yeah. requ- and the way he went about it, like go to the team so they at least have some leverage. I've talked about this before. Like you don't need to make it public. No. There's a. I feel like it, when you do make it public, there's even less chance you're going to get traded. Yeah. Because now, now the team doesn't have leverage. Why would they give you up for less? Yeah. Honestly, just so dumb and ignorant from him and his agent. And I stand by what I said a couple weeks ago because no lawyers have contacted me since. But 
lawyers are pieces of shit and still prove me wrong. <laughs> I, I'm not arguing. Uh, <laughs> Bianco's 25. 25. Okay. I knew he was right around my age. He's a young spry 25. Young spry uh, I mean, 25. Dylan Sandberg's 24. What? But he, he is an early birthday. He's two oh. years younger, but still. That's... He came into the league late. I he mean, he did. got drafted and then he played three years of college hockey and then a year with the Moose. So, huh. I've liked Dylan Sandberg so much. Like, even that, that he had that poor game against, um, like, why did he get set out against um, Edmonton that first game? Like, was that you a know poor performance in LA? Because I didn't think it was that bad. I, I didn't think so. I, I do think, I do like mixing up the lineup on a back-to-back I think it's absurd rolling out the same guys why not rotate in some fresh players especially with only 22 hours between games you're playing the same team I think absolutely like you change goalies why wouldn't you mix up the defensemen if you have them on your roster already yeah but also oh pork like what's up with Connor Hellebuck these days because he's had some pretty sketchy performances lately yeah which like yeah, the last two. I mean, it's it's Leon Drysidel. Oh man, <laughs> he shut down McDavid, but no one was paying attention to Drysidel. Can Leon Drysidel just piss right off? Like, how are you finding these corners? Like, I get it. You're like the probably the third best player in the NHL right now, but damn it, man, can you take a break for just two minutes? You could argue he's the second best player. Yeah, I mean, who, who gets it ahead of him? I say Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner's not even the best player on his team. You th- you don't think so? I think that he. Austin got- Matthews is better than Mitch Marner. I hate Matthews. I just he's just better. He just is. I I would have made I would have made Matthews or McKinnon the argument for second best player, but... Uh, See, and like, when I look at that argument, that I would probably put McKinnon, and I would definitely put McKinnon ahead of Dreisaitl. I, but, yeah, I, I could see that for like, sure. I would, as an I overall player. But if I'm building a team, I'm building a team with Dreisaitl. We've had that argument before. I know, and I still... You're objectively wrong. I'm objectively right. But... <laughs> But like I don't know, maybe not starting as eighteen year old. I take Connor because Connor took it way more seriously than Leon. Leon needed Connor McDavid. That, <laughs> but I'm saying as like an overall, I I think that Leon would be a better overall leader. You you cannot look at the year the McDavid's having and say he's he's not the one well, you I, take. I I'm not even gonna like yeah. I know that he is the the goat, but I just. I don't know. Gretzky couldn't do it by himself. And Messi. Yeah, McDavid just passed Gretzky's single season power play points record for the team. Yeah, great. Give me like solo stats or whatever. I'm just saying that if it was. They play on the same team. If it came down to it, I'm taking, I'm going to build a team around Mark Messier over (laughs) Wayne Gretzky. All but I'm David saying, has 26 more points than Dryside. Yeah, and Wayne Gretzky was a thousand times better than Mark Messier. Mark Messier could win a Stanley Cup without Gretzky. Gretzky needed needed uh, Messier, and I'm putting the same comparison to Leon and Dryside, or uh, to McDavid and Dryside. 
that's that's one man's opinion that's wrong opinion no what what do you mean a wrong opinion mark messier won more cups without wayne gretzky Are you, was there was there a finish to that sentence? No, it's then it's, Gretzky did without Messier. Yeah, if Messi- it weren't for Gretzky, Messier would not have six Stanley Cups. Yeah, I'm well aware or whatever of that, the hell it is. Gretzky couldn't win a cup by himself, is what I'm getting. He probably could have. Well, he did. Why didn't he though? He had multiple. He had like twelve. Because years. during his prime, the years he was dominating, Messier was also there. <laughs> Your logic is flawed, man. Flawed. I just I and you also cannot go just solely based off of Stanley Cups. Well, yeah. Or the best player of all time is uh Henri Richard. He's got eleven. He must be the best player of all time. <laughs> There's obviously more to go nope. into it because then nope. I could be it's, it's oh, just Kevin we're, we're based it off play- of Stanley oh, Cups. Yeah, because Kevin based Lowe's off definitely of a better Cups. guy to build a team around. I, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I'm not that's not at all what I'm saying. You're hearing something and you're you're clipping the headlines. This is fake news, Samuel. Uh, oh, this is why my opponents can't handle me because they just have to. I can't pick take you choose. serious wearing those sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back on topic here because this is not. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> uh, Fuck you, Leon Dreisaitl. You're scoring too many pretty goals against the Jets. That's what we're getting yeah. at. But hey, the Jets won one. That's that's the important part. You know what? And they had two good games this week. Like that game against LA, that's what you want yes. to see out of this team. I thought you were talking about the first Edmonton game. Oh, I was like, I mean, no, that yeah, that, that game against LA was good, but you can't give up three two-goal leads. No, no, you can't. And like, what's with these, you know, veterans or you know these old guys having games against the Oilers or against the Jets like you got Nuge and uh Kopitar both of them having four point nights four goal nights four point nights against the the Jets I think Leon had a four point night did he Leon almost got his his fourth goal yeah it was ridiculous what that guy was doing speaking of four goal nights how about Connor Bedard beating the Winnipeg guys single-handedly four goals and an assist and a what five three win yeah ridiculous that guy's a cheat code uh we were talking to our buddy darnell about this uh he said that bedard will not be a superstar he said he'll be a good a really good player not a superstar he said the dub is weaker than it used to be interesting yeah i mean like you look at the dub and there's like elite teams and then there's teams but are you willing to say that the world juniors is worse than it used to be? No, that guy showed up. And did he not bring, did he not break records at the world juniors? Yeah. And like, I I, I don't know. I think he's going to just light it up next year. Like he will be in the league next year and he will be hands down rookie of the year. Unless there's some 25 year old that comes in and, (laughs) and plays his lights out. Well, that and uh, Michael Bunting. Yeah. And as long as he doesn't get hurt, I think that's going to be the big thing. Cause you know, I don't know what, I don't think Cole Perfetti would have won Calder this year, but you know, he would have had a yeah, happy. Uh, of course you've, you've got to stay healthy, but yeah. Um, but yeah. And I like, and you're looking at what Connor McDavid does right now too. And he's at the, he's at the peak of his career. And I still think there's maybe one more peak to climb for that guy. And he's yeah. like 26. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. So I think he's got um, two more years before he hits that ultimate peak and like we but, might but see the way these guys train and treat their bodies now, like that that peak might be extending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, of I course, guess it's, it's all who how healthy do you say and all of that. But I mean, you look at some of the situations, like yeah, the team itself is bad, but say Bedard goes to Columbus, he could have Patrick Line and Johnny Goudreau as his line mates. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> It'd be insane. That's wild. Does Gary Bettman for, let for first uh, year. Does Gary Bettman let him go to Columbus to save that team? Uh, if Gary Bettman had his way, he'd, he'd already be in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the team that's circumventing the like you want to talk about circumventing the cap. My god. What what an embarrassment to the NHL. Honestly. Like, Honestly, and and it, it Bettman as much as everyone hates him and I I'm not a fan, he has grown the league. Yes. The expansion teams, the new markets, getting the league into California, into into the desert, Vegas. into Dallas, Vegas. But that's a failed project that he's hanging on to and should just let go of. Yeah. There's got to be other markets that can other new hockey markets that can support a team. Yeah, and it's like it there'd be nothing embarrassing. It might be embarrassing for him a little bit, but I would see no problem in realistically just say like, you know what? I I have took an L on this one, but we're going to be far more successful in X. Don't give it to uh, yeah. to Atlanta cuz my god, I don't want to see a third team and it was an alleged rumor from some beat reporter. Yeah. Somewhere. It was yeah, I, I saw that. I don't know. Um yeah, I mean, Scottsdale, or Phoenix rather, has such a massive population. If you did it right, it would be super successful. Mm-hmm. But they've had almost 30 years now to get it right. Like, the Jets moved before I was even born, the original Jets. Yeah, I was Yeah, I was born the summer that they went to Arizona. Yeah, and like, you've had, so 26 years now of failure. And now they're just this joke of a franchise. Mm-hmm. And it's and, like they had one good shot at it t- 12 years ago. And that's it. And I really feel bad for the franchise. Like, they deserve so much better than what they have. Well, and even you the gotta, players deserve Got to give the fans a reason to support. Yeah, exactly. So. It's, yeah. I, I mean, like, what's what's Phoenix's population? I, I would say probably... Two, two, one. 1. 1.6. 1. 1.6. Oof. Shot but I mean, they have Tucson's right there. That's another half mil. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's the fifth biggest city in the U.S. Well, why not go to um, the fourth biggest and go to Houston? I yeah, I just like something you got to figure something out or move that team, but you can't just let them play in a college rink. Mm-hmm. Um, and only pay forty eight million dollars of real. I mean, they're they're technically their roster, it, like they fifty seven percent of their salaries are not actually are either pseudo retired or like cap dumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give teams a proper way to like pay these or like buy these out. Because just 
getting ridiculous. I I don't know. I, it breaks my heart for the league almost. Well, it's it's yeah, it's just a shame that mm-hmm. that Batman's so so focused on dragging the corpse of that organization. Yeah. Well, like does you pay attention to the NFL way more than I do. Does the NFL have that issue? Uh, I'm trying to think who like well, they have bad franchises, but there's a lot more money in the NFL, so yeah. no one really like I'm trying to think. Actually, Arizona, there there was recently report cards that came out, uh, voted on by 1,300 players across the league. Um, Arizona was dead last for it. It ranked uh, facilities, staff, how they treat families, how they treat players, how they Arizona was or no Arizona might have been second last, but it was they were right by the basement there. Yeah, Vikings were first. <laughs> hey man when you're up north you gotta treat people real well oh and they've just they're a world-class organization that just can't win <laughs> poor guys yeah. um yeah let's get back to the jets let's uh <laughs> uh we've seen two games with uh uh nino how are you how are you liking this guy two yeah we got do we three do we get him for no we didn't three see him three. in la no. This is his, he's played three games. Is he? Uh, oh, yeah. yes, you're absolutely correct because we didn't, we, he got traded last Saturday. My bad. Uh, we've seen him in three games. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so, yeah, three games. And have you, you, you've liked what you've seen out of this guy, right? I'm, I'm a big fan, right? Remember he had that massive hit in the LA game? Yeah. Yes. Now I'm remembering yeah. it. There we go. I thought um, that came up in the Oilers game for some reason. I mean, his first two games he was playing with, Ehlers and Lowry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it wasn't fantastic. I think he, him, Dubois, and Ehlers would have been a lot better, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think he and Dubois would be a terror together. Yeah. And would probably open up some room for uh, Nikki out there. But I thought he, Shife, and Connor were unreal last night. Oh, yeah. They were fun to watch. I was, uh, I was waiting for my Connor goal, actually, because I put some money down on that. So... Yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy about that one. And I probably I didn't watch as closely as I could have yesterday. But how was uh what's his name? Uh Vladislav Nemestikov. Nemestikov. Yeah. Uh I like him. He had an assist. He's he's a good defensive guy. Yeah. And like he was just getting in there. He was, you know, he felt very much a part of the team. Uh yeah, I was a big fan of Namastikov. He seems like he fits in well with this team. And I think as long as and Saku Manalainen actually had a half decent couple of shifts last night as well. Yeah. Like I mean really once I, that guy moves his legs, I, I find everyone moves their legs. And Adam Laurie coming off the Schneid last night, too. Like it almost feels like it's been 30 games of bad hockey for the Jets. So like maybe Adam or yeah, Alars or Lowry was the guy that uh I mean I I think this can kind of turn around now. Like, yeah, I mean, they had some bad games, but ultimately it's still a good hockey team. You need Connor Hellebuck to play well. You need your defensemen to do their, namely Josh Morrissey. You mm-hmm. need, you need Morrissey to be out there doing uh Norris caliber things. And then your top line guys finally started going. I, I think like this lineup, if you look at the forwards once, Dubois is back. It's not terrible. 
No. Nope. Dubois and Appleton. So let's say, really? and You're I guess Perfetti once you come playoffs. Sorry? You're still on the Appleton train? As a fourth liner, yeah. I'll give him some time on the fourth line. I, you know what? At this point, I've seen I've seen way more out of Sam Gagne than I've seen out of Mason Appleton, especially over the last ten games. You compare those two side by side in their last ten games. Sam Gagne is a far more effective player. They kind of play different roles, though. They do, but like, what is Mason Appleton really doing? Even on the third line, you know, you I saw more out of Sam Gagne than I have out of Mason Appleton. He has not been good enough, and for what we pay for him, I'll throw Sam Gagne out on the ice every night. I don't think, like, I probably wouldn't replace Appleton with Gagne in that case. So let's let's just back it up a little bit. So we got top six when everyone's healthy, including yes. Perfetti. So our top six is what are we going? Shifley, Connor, Nino, say or Nino Perfetti. Yeah. I'll say Nino. I think that trio works really well together. And then you have Dubois, Ehlers, Perfetti. Yeah. Well, I thought it was just solid together last year. The few chances they got mm-hmm. before Perfetti got hurt. Okay, third line, Lowry, um, Wheels, Wheels, and do you go Nemestikov? Do you go uh, Baron? You know what? Baron on the fourth line has been so good. I go Nemestikov on your. Uh, and that well, that that then that's fully your shutdown line, I guess Wheeler. But I think Baron has a little more offensive upside than Nemestikov does to play with Wheeler. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. That's there. that's also why I think another center would have been good. Yeah, but like because Kevin Stanlin wins so many of his faceoffs, and like that's kind of why I asked you guys yesterday: Do you put Adam Lowry on your on your left wing, and you have Baron or um, Gusto and and Stenny? Because like they win the majority of their faceoffs. Yeah, I I don't know about that. I, I just don't think Stenlin's a third line center. I also yeah, rate I now. I don't think Lowry has been, but yeah, that that's a tough one for me. I think Lowry's got to be that center spot. Um, but like, either yeah. way, Lowry, Baron, Wheeler, or Nemestikov and Wheeler, whatever. Yeah, and then you have Stenland. Yeah, I, I guess Stenland, Nemestikov, and either Appleton or. Gags, Coleman, or what is Coleman still doing here? I don't know, like, but I like I yeah I would I would probably even put Gustafson in there. Yeah, I'd be okay with Gusto. He doesn't have a lot of offensive upside though. But that I mean, Stenlin, Nemestikov, Gustafson would be a shut down fourth line. Honestly, yeah, that'd be a scary line, and and, and like I find that. Stenlin has been able to elevate his game to be a third line player. Like he's just, he's not, he's a little bit lazy. I think he's got more potential in him than I think he's fine in a pinch. Um, yeah, if one of the guys above him in the lineup gets hurt, but Nemestikov's also a center. Mm -hmm. So I think going forward, he would be the guy that would fill into a center. Like if, say, Dubois was hurt more long term. I could see Nemesnikov going up into that spot I, rather I would, than. I'd take Gusty. Gusty in second line center. Oh, second. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I'm talking. Who would replace? Like Lowry, 
I just don't think I think Nemestikov is a little bit more than Lowry there. Yeah. If again, that's worst case scenario, Dubois or Shifley gets hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I understand why you'd want another centerman. I get that now. Yeah. 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 And it's like when Neil Pionk is on his game and things are going well for him, he is a very good defenseman. Okay, very good is is, is the wrong term. He is a good defenseman. He's a goddamn liability. But when he is playing poorly, <laughs> he is such a liability. Yeah, I wish we could have I seen like a one the, in one out. I think the bad outweighs the good. Yes. In the last like but we saw a good game from years. him. Yes, absolutely. I do agree with that. But last night we did see a good game out of Neil Pionk. And maybe maybe he'll elevate himself in the playoffs. Maybe. I'm hoping. I th- well, I mean, we saw him do it in the last time he was in the playoffs. He definitely likes to step up his game. Hopefully that comes because as of right now, he should not be a second line defenseman or second pair. No, he was playing on the top pair last night with Jomo. Jesus. Like it was actually working. It's been a long time since that pair's worked. Yeah. I I guess you're throwing everything at the wall and hoping something sticks right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I that's I understand why people would have liked to see a defenseman. I think a lot of people who we're saying that we're thinking like, a, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to stereotype or generalize, but I feel like a lot of people who are saying the Jets need a defenseman are older and want like a big, tough, let's beat them up defenseman when Someone in reality like- the Jets have, I mean, Brendan Dillon, they have Dylan Sandberg. They're both big guys. I mean, Dylan DeMello is not tiny. Like I just, yeah, I I think that would have been the bad move and they probably, all of those people would have been wanting to take Sandberg out would mm -hmm. be my feeling. A lot of the people that think the jets should have moved for a big, tough defenseman when you have one who's playing well. Yeah. And it's such a good price too. And he's young and you want these guys to get their reps. Yeah. Yeah. And like Dylan Sandberg has been Mm -hmm. a, Fairly consistent defenseman. Obviously, there's been not great nights, and he's a defensive defenseman, so he's not going to get the accolades he deserves. But man, you could probably ta- put him in like top ten of Calder voting at this point. You get a consistent guy that's. It, I like. I, I do. I do happen. agree. I do agree, but unfortunately, those awards are points based. Yes, I, I and that's why I said like he's not going to win. He's not going to get the accolade or even answers. be in the conversation. But I, I, I think I've he, seen his name pop up a few times with uh, writers. I like that. Yeah, and like, like not big writers by any means, but there's been a couple of smaller writers who have mentioned his name that are from the East Coast. So I'm like, all right, we can hang with that. It's such a shame Perfetti got hurt. Yeah, it really That's is. Such a loss. Hopefully he's back for playoffs. Uh, for a would, deep run. It would yeah, he would basically be coming back for the second round if yeah. if we got there and we have to get there. Um sorry, one more t- going back to the uh shovel day off and the uh, trade deadline. I uh, just wanted to give everyone this stat that I shared with you last night. 65% of Jets fans give Shovel Day off a D grade or lower. 30% were D and 35% of voters on a 500 person poll on Instagram said he was an F. So I think I gave him a D there. 
it's yeah. not enough. You got two players for cheap. I mean, Nino for a next year, second round pick, a guy that looks like he could potentially end up on our top line. Right. Um, or like one, a one B, you know? Yeah. We know. Um, role. Like a guy who's going to be in our top six, essentially mm-hmm. for, yeah. for a down the road, second round pick. And then Nemesikov again, you get him for half price because Tampa retained and a fourth round pick two years from now. Yeah. Like that's not bad. Yeah. And like, really? And that's kind of where I, I, I ultimate, I said D plus and thinking back, it's like, it's almost a C minus, but just looking at the window, I think that kind of takes back from what I think one, has done. One more trade really would have pushed it up. Yeah. I, I hesitate to call it an F though, because he didn't make any bad trades. Mm-hmm. The year yeah. the the year the big trade was for Kevin Hayes, that's an F. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it just are- is. Um like I unless you're making really bad trades like overpaying, if if he had given up the price for Tanner uh Geno or Geno, whatever his name is that Tampa gave, I'd say that might be an F. Mm-hmm. So I I just think that. It's it's hard to fail him for not making more. I also, like, you never know. I, I don't like that he didn't go more in on JVR. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they weren't even offered a fourth-round pick for him. I would have given them a fourth-round pick in a heartbeat for yeah, JVR. Yeah, it would have been just trying to make that money work. So, yeah, you would have had to send a couple pieces out because, like... I feel like the Jets contract. still have, uh, like, a fourth and a a six to have them retain to make it work. Well, he's $7 million. Uh, the Jets have seven mm, mil. Yeah. That was what JVR was making. Jesus. Yeah, man. <laughs> that was a, that was a heavy okay. contract. I kind of understand me. not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, I mean, I, it's just for the end of the year. So if you could get a team to retain for a cheap piece, but I guess that you're, yeah. so that's a fourth right there. Plus whatever you got to give to Phil. Yeah, you might have to give like a fifth or a sixth to try and, yeah, and I think what frustrated a lot of other fans is you look at what Calgary and Minnesota did, two teams that are, you know, also kind of in that tight race with the Jets. And it's like they sold things off, but also got a little bit more in return. Well, uh, Washington. Yeah, that too. They kind of retooled. They sold off some of their pending UFAs and brought in some other guys to fill out around that unreal core. So, like, yeah, I, I just, I think more needed to be done one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but the pieces he brought in, man, those were magnificent. They fit, they, like, early on, those pieces fit well with this team. And you're like, yeah, we might be back in, we might be back in business there, boys and girls. Well, and and again, the West is still wide open. Yeah. Like, yeah, Colorado's good. Dallas didn't make a ton of moves. Edmonton made, they probably made the biggest move with the Ekholm trade. Yeah, I... Uh, but they're still Edmonton. They still have Jack Campbell in net. Yeah. <laughs> I like and that, four more years at five mil a year after this, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And like, and that's kind of why I criticized that on TikTok this week. I, I'm, I overspoke and said the Oilers got fleeced, if anyone has seen that video. But... um. I do kind of stand by the fact that the Oilers kind of got the wrong thing. It's like, yeah, you guys have been needing a defenseman like this, but you can't win a series if your goaltending tandem is like this messed up. So that's kind of why I'm just like, Ken Holland, you did good. I like the trade. I wish we got at home, but 
good lord yeah and also just yeah it, there is also that I recency mean, bias where the jets only paid a second for nino exactly and it would have been cool to see a bundle with nino and at home like, like so many people were making bundles mm-hmm. um i mean they took on tyson berry maybe they would have taken on neil pionk right oh man could you're you gonna pay for this? it but that would have been can you imagine a top pair of Morrissey and Ekholm? Oh, man. And, like, Ekholm was playing so mean against the Jets last night. And, like, I would just, like, I wish, I wish we got that guy. That would have been nice. That, that would have, yeah. Would've I would have paid. But Would you have paid what the Oilers paid for him? Like, that was, what, uh, two good prospects. So, let's just say it was Lambert and Lucius. I wouldn't have. No, absolutely no. not. Not both of them. Though, though that's two first round picks last year. Would you give up two first round picks for Matias Ekholm? I'm trying to think. Let's uh, let's actually pull up the uh, the the trade on this because I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm getting it up right here. Oh, bless your heart. Because yeah, I believe it was two pros or Tyson Berry, a prospect and a first. Um, there must have been, and a fourth round for the retain for the retention. I think if I, my brain is correctly remembering. I guess our friends at Oilers Nation probably have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this trade? Yeah, yeah, you'll find it eventually here, but we'll use this time to shout out our good friends at Betway. So be sure to check out Betway to check out the latest Jets game day odds and bet on the NHL. Yeah. And uh, you should check out those uh, Betway articles I've got going up at jetsnation.ca every day because there's uh, not every day, but, you know, Jets game days. Yeah. If you go check out those articles, we'll definitely make this the second best month ever on JetsNation.ca. Yeah, I'm bragging about the website. I've been putting in the effort. We're five days into March, and we're looking to crush our third best month ever. So check out JetsNation.ca. I'm very proud of myself um, and everyone okay. else that's helped me out with this. Samuel. Yes. Uh, so it was Matthias Ekholm and a 2024 sixth for Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, I yeah. don't know. Uh, he was oh. a first round pick, I believe, in 22 or 21. Okay. Uh, this year's first rounder and next year's fourth rounder. So let's just say that's Lambert. Do you pull the trigger and Pionk? Lambert, Pionk, this year's first. <sighs> yeah. It, it, it's an overpayment, but it's that overpayment that you need. Does Ekholm have term? Yes. God, this is the worst Jets podcast ever. We love those <laughs> Oilers. God. <laughs> no, well, we're discussing a potential trade. He has four more, three more years at six to five. Ooh. So, yes, I would. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. If just for like for the years. Yeah. And like that's, that's the thing is long term. So, yeah, it like, was an overpayment, but it and it hurts a little bit. But man, that could make your team good for a I, long time. I mean, that means your top pair for the next three years Echo. is Morrissey and Ekholm. But that's or also old. One of them Echo. plays on the second pair, and that's unreal. But you're also going to get 33 year old Matthias Ekholm, I believe, by that point. Uh, he's 32 now, so okay, by so the end of it, he's going to be 30. Yeah. So like, and that's kind of where it hurts. That is true. The end, the end of it might be rough, but the Jets might be rebuilding by then. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I guess you do need a good veteran presence in the room. I don't know. I just like <laughs> maybe not. I do. I am happy that Lucius McGrady and Lambert are all still Jets. Yeah, because like you, you look at those three, and what can they do for you when Kyle Connor and Ehlers, God willing, they're both here. Uh, what are they going to look? What are those three going to look like when we get to that point when you know? those the 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 veterans quote-unquote are getting closer to the end of their career yeah yeah that'll be interesting to it see. Will be. i mean and, i mean it, it feels like we get two generations of jets kind of at the same time all the time so you know. well it's it's going to be an interesting next year pretty mm-hmm. much a year exactly to see do the jets get guys resigned this summer like shifley Wheeler, Hellebuck, DeMello, Dylan. Well, okay, like, let's say let's save that for the next podcast. We'll we'll talk about each yeah. of those individually cuz like no issue going long here, but um yeah, like we'll, we'll break those down. We'll see like should those guys resign? Why would they? Why wouldn't they? Because well, I I also think that guys might be pissed off the team didn't do more at the trade deadline. Like it's yeah. one thing for the fans, but I I mean if I'm a player, I would have liked the team to make one more move just to Show us like, hey, we believe in you guys. Here's another piece. Do you think that Shevel Dayoff believes in his defensive core more than anything else? I don't know. I, I, I like he's he keeps everything so like close to the vest. It's it's hard to know what Shevel Dayoff is doing at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just, just I, I, he recently bought this core. Or like I guess your middle pair of Schmidt and D- and uh, Dylan, and you know Neil Pionk is still what we're four years into that experiment. I mean, other than Sandberg and Morrissey, all of the guys were trades. Yeah, Pionk, Demello. So I mean, Schmidt like and Dylan. Maybe he just wants to prove that these trades were good, and he still wants to look like that winner. But I mean, you're putting your job on the line, and if it well, well, it's I the think Jets. that's where he's double I I feel like he's really doubled down he's already doubled down with Shifley and Wheeler I think now he's starting to double down with his defenses defensive group yeah I it'll it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out in the next year and to watch mm-hmm. all of that go down because it's ultimately going to be ugly no moment. one has any idea what shovel is gonna do well the fact that him. he hasn't talked to any of the free agents uh that 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 was a little shocking yeah, like I feel like that was a bit of a lie, but I guess every agent talks these days, so whatever. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I guess Yeah, I don't know. I I genuinely hope they get some stuff done. I I could see Dubois signing a one-year deal and then I don't want them to sign. I don't want to lose him for nothing. I, I, I think he's I don't think he's a jet next season. You don't think so? I think they treat him as a rental player. Why they? I don't. And then, like, like you, you see what you have by in, the time. Unless you... I just, I think you could get so much for him this summer. I think you have to. But with Connor Hellebuck in the net, you still have a legitimate chance of you know being that. Yeah, but team. you could. I mean, if you get a bunch of pieces back, you then could potentially so you move want Josh to... Anderson and two first within the next five years. Montreal's not going to pay anything for PLD. Maybe we get a good. Uh, um, I could see him trade. going. 
a one, maybe a sign and trade. Yeah. Like Matthew Kachuk's was last year, but yeah. I could see a contender next year wanting him. That's not Montreal and treating him as a rental, but I don't think this, I don't think that's the right move for the jets, but we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I got to get out of the delusion of my head that this team is immediately going to win the cup because I guess I'm looking through those rose tinted I also glasses. think it depends. Like if you extend Shifley and Hellebuck, I think that all changes. Judging by their attitude Friday night, I think that they are pretty upset and might have made up their mind on yeah. if they're going to stick around or not. I don't know. But uh, I mean, a scary or... Um, Who's that guy from uh, North Bay? Uh, our goaltender from there. Eva, I don't. I don't think I can Devinced, pronounce his De- name. We have tried this many times. Either way, the North Bay goalie, Dominic the, or whatever, Dominic Da Vinci, Da Vinci over in uh, North Bay. Man, he's having himself <laughs> one hell of a season. Uh, we're gonna get this guy on the podcast. He's gonna pronounce his name for us. I promise you that. Actually, I can't promise you that. I want to try though. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just been having a great season. Like, is he? Does he not have like the most wins out of North? Broke Bay? the franchise record. Yeah, yeah. For the North Bay Battalion. Battalion, yes. In the yeah. oh, yeah, that's the 31, yeah, that's the O. Thirty-one wins this year, maybe. Or yeah, good for now. him because like North Unreal. Bay doesn't get a whole lot of funding or love. So going out there and making some noise, good on him. So hopefully the future of the goaltending is uh, covered because I well, like that. To hopefully me. we don't have to find out too soon because it would be nice to see Hellebuck for another couple of years. Right? And, uh, but Jets. it'd be nice to have that uh, ability to have like a Pecorine situation where we turn into UC Soros. I'm always mad at teams that like just have a constantly good goaltender. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Jets have been lucky with Hellebuck. Yeah. But I Hopefully mean, they like, can do something. Yeah, because it's it's nice to have Hellebuck like that. That gives the, like he is the backbone of this team. Without him, like we've seen it, the Jets don't yeah. play well. There's only so much one man can do, and he can put this team on his back and win you series. But he's not going to win you the cup by himself. You're no, well, I mean, no him. single person's going to win the cup by themselves. But he's going to give you a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can Sidney Cross. Well. I mean, Sidney Crosby won those cups in 2016, won that cup in 2016. You mean Matt Murray? No, that was not Matt Murray. That was all. Okay. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just want to praise Sidney Crosby every now and then. Um, Wow, we, uh, we've covered everything. This was a fun podcast. I didn't even need to look at my notes. Samuel, we kind have of flew a, through it. We did. Uh, we've got a decent week ahead of us. We've got San Jose, Minnesota, Florida, and Tampa Bay between now and next Sunday. After yes. San Jose, the, the Jets schedule gets really, really tough. Like in an eight-day span, they play uh, Minnesota, Florida, Tampa the next night, Carolina, Boston. And then that's it, a wild week. I'm not gonna even say anything about the week after that because the last time I said something about that kind of a week, we got Nashville, St. Louis, kicked. Arizona, Anaheim. Yeah. But I mean, even just like getting past Minnesota, you play in six nights, 
you play Florida, Tampa, Carolina, Boston in four different cities. That's a tough, tough week. It is. Enjoy the next three games, though, like San Jose, Minnesota, and Florida. I like that week. You should, like, uh, Jets should be able to get out of this week with three wins. Like, they need to. They need to. Yeah, you you really do need to walk away I with mean, three wins. W- when you look at the standings, it's getting a little bleak. Nashville is six points behind the Jets. But three games in hand still? With three games in hand. Colorado's one point behind the Jets with three games in hand. Bastards. I mean... Yeah, it's like the Jets are in third now. We're four points behind Minnesota, even games. We're seven points behind Dallas, even games. Is Nashville really going to turn it around, though? Like, it's really just just traded away a bunch of guys. But it's it's the Flames that we need to worry about if of teams. So, like, and like my the philosophy is as long as you make it into the playoffs, anything can happen, Um, especially this year in the West. Yeah. Yeah. But. Man, people need to shut up about, oh, the East, the East. It's like, you got to play seven games against the East. You know, worry about them when we get there. For now, exactly. worry about the exactly. games Let them head. beat up on each other for the first three rounds. Yeah, you might get a half Brad Marchant showing up and, you know, might not be able to well, do the Boston, anything. Wild oh, that they got Tyler good. Bertuzzi. And then, you know, when if Taylor Hall gets healthy during playoffs, my God, watch out for that team. That's nuts. <laughs> I'm excited. You know what? I've, I've, I'm excited for a potential Toronto Boston second round. I think that's going to be. You think most. Toronto's? I think Toronto breaks it this year. I think so. I think they finally get past. I think Tampa Bay breaks down. This would be the record-setting year, though. <laughs> I, I also think they beat Tampa, but if this would be seven years in a row of a first-round exit, which would break the record. Man, how heartbreaking! Like I would laugh so hard, and I'd be in just so much joy. But for everyone in Toronto at that point, too, yeah, it's yeah, they hear about themselves enough. <laughs> <laughs> They've had a cup per, uh, parade planned since 1965. <laughs> They've had it planned. They're waiting. I meant 68. Yeah, they're ready for it. They're ready. We're ready. I mean, we're and then ready even if it. you somehow get through Boston, you're coming up against either Carolina or the Rangers or the Devils. Like, Honestly, how is no one talking about like more people need to be talking about the Rangers and how good they are? They went 24 and four over the last 28. And I mean, their top six is just ridiculous. It is terrifying how great like the East has just built a bunch of all star teams. Yeah, honestly, like they're they're. It's an arms race in the East. It really and in is. the West, and it's I... like, hey, Matthias Ekholm. <laughs> hey, Nino Nita Rider. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Yo, did you guys hear about Evgeny Dadnoff? <laughs> uh, yeah. And like Jacob Chikrin going out for absolutely nothing too. Man. I know after after like three years of hyping up that trade, he it was super underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, like Arizona got just robbed on that one. Yeah. Oh, this is a weird trade deadline. I'm excited for the Stanley Cup playoffs now. And like, really, all we can do is sit and wait as fans. I'm always excited for the playoffs, though. I am too. I just this year feels like it's going to be something extra. Yeah. The first two rounds, anyways. I'm not sure about the third round, especially in the West, but. Yeah, it should like, should be good. Could yeah. be cool. Could be cool. I mean, the Stanley Cup Finals, minus last year, have always just for the last 
number of years to memory has been like one weird team you don't don't expect and this juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the juggernaut being the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. I feel like last year was pretty predictable. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, ever you expected Tampa and Colorado to show up. But, I mean, when's the last time we had the two number two? But uh, the, the two years before that, yeah, Dallas but and then you got, uh, St. Montreal. Louis before that. St. Louis and Boston before that. Boston was a pretty good team. St. Louis came into the playoffs hot, though. They did, but like they were also like this, you know, historically yeah, bad they, team up until that point. They were a bit out of nowhere. No one expected this. That's that is bad. true. That is true. So, and then was it Vegas and Vegas and, and uh, Washington the year before? Yeah, who saw Vegas coming? Yeah, no one at the start <laughs> of the year. No one during the year it made sense. Yeah. But it, it always seems like it's just one random team he didn't really expect, especially that Dallas year. Yeah, well, Bones is going to do that with the Jets this year. Yeah, except for this time he's going to hoist his first cup. Yeah. We're going to party <laughs> like it's... Well, we're going to party bigger than it was for... I don't know, like 1904? When was the last time the Jets or uh, Winnipeg team won the cup? Yo. It's like early you, 1900s. How you dare disrespect the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and their back-to-back Grey Cup wins? Well, they're... I mean... We've, they're, they're we're going to be the city of champions if the Jets win because the Bombers, Bombers better win the Grey Cup next really year. Really, the they're ice so stacked, so stacked, and the ice better pull off a Memorial Cup win. It's going to be tough. Play. Seattle's unreal. Oh yeah, I'm well aware how good that team is. That's yeah. You want to talk about stacked teams? That's it. Yeah, Seattle's unreal. Sorry. Oh, you're all good. I get it. It's that time of year where you got to cough everything up. So, I mean, I might as well ramble on and uh, start to finish this podcast up. We've been going for for about an hour. Look at yeah, us. Oh. it's a long one. It is. It Dude, got heated in the middle, and then we kind of calmed down a bit. Yeah, I mean, I love the good debates about absolutely nothing. I hope everyone else does too. We'll find out on the statistics <laughs> with the YouTube video. Uh, <laughs> just want to say thank you to uh, well, uh, if you've shown up to JetsNation.ca in the last couple of weeks, thank you so much. Uh, without you couldn't have this job and we're hoping to make it bigger and better as we carry on. I'm uh, heading out to Edmonton next week. I'm going to go chat to the boys at Oilers nation and celebrate 15 years of Oilers nation. A uh, big shout out to Betway. Bet- be sure to check out Betway to check out the latest jets game day odds and bet on the NHL. Sam, where can we find you out in the world? Yeah. Uh, S Brown L 12 on Twitter. Sam Brownell Radio on Instagram and uh, 730ckdm.com if you're looking for news about Dolphin. Yeah. Hey, man. Parkland News, it's important. Uh, You can uh, check out Jets Nation on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Just everything. Just everything at this point, man. Look at us. Spotify, YouTube, or Nation Network on YouTube. Nation Network. And uh, check out the Jets Nation radio channel here on YouTube as well. Uh, Like and subscribe everywhere. And uh, tell your friends and family about this. And if you could give us a share, I'll give you a thumbs up. Maybe even a sticker one of these days. We might have a budget for stickers. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I've got three designs that I've done up and uh, we've professionally touched them up as well, so. Oh boy, stickers. <laughs> so if you want a sticker, share our stuff and I'll find you. We'll, we'll give you a sticker. <laughs> All right, Sam, you have a great week. We'll talk to you again next Sunday.
Absolutely. Go Jets, go. Go Jets, go. And peace and grace, friends. If I can figure out how to shut this off. There we go. Goodbye.